Hey, I'm Lee Larie. And I'm Nick B. And this is Dirty Roses Podcast, where two girls from the City of Roses discuss love, lust, and perception. And we got two very different perspectives. That's right, because my girl Nick B is a long-term habitual dater. Oh, for real? That's what we're doing? I mean, girl, it's facts. Okay, you're right. And my girl Lee Larie was tied down and now newly single and don't know a thing about dating. Dang. Well, here we are taking our friends' dating stories and having real-life conversations. Dirty Roses Podcast starts now. I'm your girl, Lee Larie. And I'm Nick B. And welcome to Dirty Roses Podcast. Now, to be clear, we're calling this Dirty Roses Podcast because both Nick B and I hail from the city of Portland, Oregon, which is also lovingly known as the City of Roses. City of Roses. (laughs) So... (laughs) Unlike what everybody is thinking, this has nothing to do with the bedroom toy as wonderful and magnificent, as marvelous as it is. Speaking from firsthand, firsthand knowledge. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it has nothing to do with that. No, it's really a play on the fact that roses are like a beautiful symbol of love and adoration and people give them gifts when you're dating and all those things. So that's kind of where it comes from. And roses, you know, they get a little dirty and that's what we're here to talk about, right? So that's right. Yeah. So we are taking our friends dating stories and we're making them topics of discussion about dating, love, lust and perception. Right. Yeah. So anywho, we are in very different spaces in our life and we're taking this episode one, season one of Dirty Roses podcast. Yes. So excited. I know, girl, me too. And I I can't wait. (laughs) The season is going to be this first episode to really introduce ourselves get to know each or well we know each other but let y'all get to know us and go from there every episode is going to start with like a story or a scenario that we have either experienced firsthand and nick b has a lot of those um sorry i'm just (laughs) totally kidding no we are taking those scenarios those stories um from our friends really that have like these really amazing crazy dating stories and we're turning them into topics and it's going to be really interesting um and so before i get to let my wonderful co-host and friend of over 25 years looking great and amazing right (laughs) thanks girl (laughs) yes um i'm gonna tell a little story right so we're gonna start with this so nick b and i have been friends for a very long time and when i moved back home to portland from atlanta nick b and i decided to start a business right you remember this (laughs) (laughs) we did i remember i remember continue (laughs) yes so our business okay now nick b a graphic designer and me being a marketing person we were like yeah we're gonna make graphic design merchandise and apparel for other people it was a great idea wonderful thing i'm not going to talk about our success rate because I don't think we really got there. <laughs> we didn't. It, it, there was never a success rate. It was just an idea. I don't think we ever... It was a great idea. It was an idea with an actual business. We were an actual LLC that did not print, not a single thing. Not one thing. <laughs> not one thing. But we did. We did participate in some stuff. I'm going to let you go on with that. And yeah. it just wasn't related to what the business was at all. So, yes. So, we had this business idea. We were in our mid-20s. Not a whole lot of capital behind dang we were in our mid-20s we were let's not talk about how long ago that was yeah sheesh all Mm -hmm. right okay so back to the story so we started the business we need to put some money into the business so we started doing side hustles and one of the side hustles was event planning and so amongst many things um including (laughs) our wonderful reggaeton african beats uh tropical storm events we we did did have a tropical storm (laughs) we did we had 
two. <laughs> no, we had yeah, two. we did. We had two actual we, events. two tropical storm events, and then we had the one at Blue Dragonfly. Does anybody remember Blue Dragonfly? They used to be what was it in Southeast? Yeah, like South right off of like, like in the industrial area of Portland. So. Yeah. Uh, it for, used to go. It used it, to be a good spot. It used to crack. Um, but remember, our event didn't actually happen because it got canceled the day of, not by us. <laughs> That's a long story, no. y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of fail. But you know what they say, like, a lot of the most successful people have a lot of failed businesses or failed plans behind them because that's how you get your best experiences, right? Yeah, you usually learn from your mistakes more yeah. than you do your success. That part. So in our successes of our mistakes and failures, we were event planners. And one of the events was actually a wedding that we planned for a friend of ours that we that Nick B has actually known for even longer. And I known since the seventh grade with Nick B. We did her wedding. Right. Remember this? We, we did. did. We did. We did. And, it was um, fun. It was. It was really great. <laughs> we were, you know, the planners. We kind of helped with the run the show the day of. The wedding was amazing. It was beautiful. Great. This story is happening at the reception. So we're at the reception. We're sitting at the table. We're talking with everybody. They're asking us how we know each other, how we know the bride, the groom. And we're telling the story like, yeah, we've known each other since the seventh grade. And we've been friends this whole time. And then we became partners and we, you know, you know, we're partners. And they were like, oh, that's great. So y'all were friends and then became partners. And we're like, yeah, it works really well because we know each other really good. We can trust each other. Mm -hmm. It's it's a great. We vibe off each other. It's a great we know each other. Right, exactly. So. They're like, oh my God, that's so amazing, so amazing, so romantic. And we're looking at each other like, how is being business partners oh, romantic? It was like the record stopped for us. We said, wait a minute, romantic though. You could like hear the, the pin drop, right? Yeah, for that, us. that's for what us. happened. That's what happened. <laughs> and so we're like, so very Portland-like because they're very, lo everybody loves everybody and it's a great thing, right? So we're like, wait, back up. We're not really that kind of partner. We're business partners. So it was a good laugh. But if you ever follow, like, I suggest you go follow us on social media because we are flipping crazy. Um, But on social media, we're going to refer to each other as LBP, which means life business partner because we- Life have, business partner. Because we have that, that little background. So <laughs> a little story about us and how we know each other about our love life with each other. And I use air quotes yeah, with that one. We go together, according <laughs> go together, to some. Right. <laughs> and per our social media, you might think that. Um, But I'm going to let my girl, Nick B, tell us about yourself and why you are a great host for this dating love life yeah <laughs> no thanks i appreciate it so as lee larie stated my name is nick b and yeah we've known each other gosh since middle school and it's been a while we've been out of middle school out of high school out of college for many years at this point and um Jeez. yeah we we've always worked well together we laugh a lot together and i know that lee i used to talk to her all the time about dating scenarios that i had mm -hmm. been in and this one over here, she forgets nothing. She's like, oh, I'm gonna put that in the book. I'm gonna put it in a book. And you know, <laughs> we got some fun topics to talk about and we thought, why not share it? I'm sure mm -hmm. that, you know, everyone can kind of relate to different scenarios or situations, but we also ran into a lot of really good topics. Mm -hmm. What would you do in a situation similar to X, Y, Z? So that's really kind of how we, we thought about this platform and, talking with others, talking with ourselves, really laughing at ourselves, you that know, part, um, that part, you gotta laugh at yourself. What is yeah. You know, your life pain? is short. <laughs> laugh at your pain. I was just say life is short and we don't have to take everything so serious. And I think we have found that just in working together, we almost take nothing serious. We take it serious, but 
nothing is too serious. We we laugh and giggle a lot. So yes. we're here to talk about our perspective, our perceptions, um, mm. what we think about different things, and just sort of dive into different topics that are maybe sometimes even taboo to talk about. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we're here. We're excited to be here. We are both new to podcasting and welcoming you into this dialogue. Yes. So bear with us if it's a struggle but we're gonna get through it and we're gonna have a lot of fun while we do it <laughs> i am loving this uh i can't wait i we this has been in the works for a very long time and i'm gonna say this only mm -hmm. because i love nick b but she has a lot of dating stories and oh the, my book, God. the book uh, the book the the book that she refers to is like something that i've been putting together that really primarily was around all of her dating stories but then i started collecting stories from other people so you know it's interesting and now you know for me i'm kind of back entering that world so i am newly divorced and have been in a relationship for like 21 years um, and i am notoriously single i have not been in a relationship <laughs> <laughs> but yes so lee is coming out of a long marriage and what is that like for you stepping into this I'm, let me ask you this to start yeah. off with the last time you were single mm. was in the 1900s. In the okay? 1900s, yes. <laughs> what, uh, <in> the day? <laughs> what has changed in how you approach dating then versus now, excluding the fact that, of course, maturity right. and priorities right. have changed? What, what for you is eye-opening, I guess? Um, the most eye-opening part was that y'all stories were true. Like when y'all, well, I'm, I'm saying this to be funny, but like when I say my friends had the most insane dating stories, when I'm, ta I'm talking from sex contracts to being <laughs> trapped in cars and from men living in attics. And I mean, when I tell y'all, these stories are ridiculous. And when y'all get to hear them, they're crazy. But I was like, y'all have got to be telling me the worst of the worst stories. Like, there's no possible way that this is what it's like. And when I tell you that those are reality, I I kid you not. I In the few months that I have been on the market, it has been literally insane. So I'm learning that, A, I've got to be very careful <laughs> because I might get <laughs> locked in someone's attic. Um, but no, seriously, like I think, um, it, oddly, I have not dated in my entire adult life, like I, at all. Like I was eighteen when mm -hmm. I got with my with my ex, and so mm -hmm. my entire adult life I was married or in a committed relationship. So I haven't dated since high school, and even in high school, that like I don't know if I really count that. Like we hung out, we did group dates and group things. I think I probably went on one intentional date with the guy that I was dating when I was like 16. We went to Red okay. Robin, he brought me a rose. Um, oh, he did. that's a big deal in high yes. school. That is, first of all, that is that is a whole commitment. You know what That I'm is a whole commitment it, in high school. <laughs> you, he took yeah. your ass to Red Lobster? No, Red Robin, you know, the burgers oh, never and mind. fries. Um, so, and, and you know this it was PG. And you know this, it was very <laughs> PG. Um, you know this person. <laughs> He played football. Okay. He played football. Um, ah, okay. Yes. Yep. And I think I know who you're talking about. They had a game that day. And then after the game, they met me. They went to Red Robin. I met them. So we met at Red Robin. Yeah. And then, you know, because we didn't have a car, transportation, we walked home. And it was really cute. We we stole some Wait. balloons off of a sign from a business. And he gave those to me along with the rose that he brought me. Yeah. Okay. I feel like, okay, now, did you walk to your home? Or yeah. his home. We walked to my home from Red That's Robin. a good three and a half to five mile Now, what y'all don't understand is 
our generation, <laughs> we walked. We walked. We took we the did. bus. We rode bikes. We took TriMet. Yeah, TriMet is Portland's uh, metro transit system. So transit. For- and I was taking that since middle school. I don't know that. Well, I guess, yeah, kids today are on public transportation like that. But it felt Not like, like just a different were. time period. It really was. And I, when I say we walked. So the area that I walked from is probably a good 10 miles. <laughs> <laughs> maybe from maybe not that long. I'm, I might be exaggerating, but it was a good walk, and we walked from the restaurant to my house where he dropped me and off. There was there was no Uber lifts. No, and then he walked none of that home. back then. And then he walked home to a whole other quadrant of the city because I lived in Northeast uh, Portland. He lived in North Portland, so he walked. Y'all was home. engaged. Y'all yeah. was engaged. That's love. That that's love. That was high school teenage love. That was know? that was a whole relationship. <laughs> that was commitment. Mm. That was, I'm okay with getting holes in my shoes. I understand the weather is bad. Um, it, it's all that. that yeah, that's all dedication. Of that. All of that. But it also kind of segues into my perspective on how I date. Like, I do the commitment. I do the whole, mm. like, when I'm with you, I'm with you. And so this whole dating thing for me is, like, it's new. It's, like, getting to know people, have conversations and not friend zoning people because I'm like, oh, we're having a conversation. So we're friends Mm. and not Mm -hmm. pursuing. So it's different for me. Like, but for you, like, how is it for you? Because you've been dating for a very long time. (laughs) You've been on lots of dates. First of all, you make me sound uncommittable. Okay. That's, that's I just know that you have a lot of experience. I do. I have. I've had a lot of experience. And I guess, you know, if we're taking kind of what you remember from your first dates of, uh, you know, shrivelry and uh-huh. walking you home, uh, yes. being intentional with the date. I don't know. My my first approaches were not intentional. They were more of testing the water out. Does he like me? Doesn't she like me? Mm. And it was never clear on were we hanging out as friends or hanging out as more because I've always been that super cool girl. Oh my gosh, you're like that a homie. Part. You're like one of the boys. So question. And so, so when you, you know. When you're doing the getting to know you phase or are you doing this like via phone text, like that kind of thing? Or are you doing the getting to know you in person and going places and doing things? Now are you talking today or are we talking back in the day? Oh, both. So to be very clear, back in the day, if we're talking about, you know, high school, even my very first year of undergrad, I wasn't dating. I wasn't thinking about anybody like that for real. Mm. I kind of operated under, I know I'm not going to be with you forever. Why am I investing in you now? Let's oh. be friends because you're not going to be my husband. I, I refuse to believe that some 17 year old boy still staying at home could show me that he was a provider. I refuse to believe that, you know, a high school kid that had no direction was ready to invest in me long-term when they're still investing in themselves and figuring out who okay. they were. Okay. So I wasn't, I wasn't really, and I always felt like if you're going to date, do it for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like the whole purpose of dating, right. is to get to, um, to know that person to decide if this is the right. one you want to be with long-term. And if I'm trying to be with someone long-term and I know I'm not ready for it and I don't believe you are, well, then what is the actual point? So I had friends and that was gotcha. really it for were me. Were these friends with benefits or literal, literal friends? They were just friends from okay. all the way up until I was about 20 years old, 2021. Wow. Okay. And then, then at that point, you know, they were friends with some perks. There was definitely some benefits popping off, but uh, that's, you know, I would, 
I was still not really, and that was now we're talking about undergrad college. Right, right, right. Um, okay, so when you say that yeah. now, we talk about mm -hmm. dating and those kinds of things. You weren't seriously like dating people until like 2021-ish, right? So mm -hmm. when did you lose your virginity? At 20, it was really? like a, yes. See, it I was thought maybe, I was delayed, but okay, girl. No, it was maybe three <laughs> weeks before my 21st birthday. Shut and the front door. Again, so like it wasn't a religious choice. It wasn't a lack of options choice. Right. It was more or less like, for what? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, why? Oh. Why Why you? And then, and then also, I felt like, I was okay. So my first year of undergrad, I was in Oregon okay. and at my university in Oregon, I didn't feel there were a lot of options mm. and, and the options that were there, I didn't feel they were checking for me anyway. Mm. So it's not like I had a plethora to choose from. It wasn't until I transferred universities, continued my education in the East coast, the South Right. Southern Virginia and the HBCU that at that at H at HBCU right um that I was really like oh okay and girl don't you know the first one to knock me down he was this old country boy okay I couldn't understand a word it. he was saying his accent was so <laughs> thick and I would I swear all I would say to him was huh what can you what she's like just he's be quiet to, turn off the lights right <laughs> he used to be so mad at me because I couldn't understand him I didn't know what he was talking about oh, I was like yo you can't enunciate nothing what are we doing here so great yeah and I actually have an interesting story about that because uh, he was the guy that I lost my virginity to we lost contact for over 20 years and then reconnected to date as adults oh. and it was a trash relationship it was no, awful it just no. <laughs> it was not a good rekindling but Oh, I mean, gosh. we live, we learn. So, yeah. Hey, well, you know, yeah. I feel like those virginity takers end up being trash adults because <laughs> mine's, mine's not doing well either. So, you know, is he really? Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, Bon Tim's Cafe and Catering, right in the center of Northeast Portland, Oregon, where you can get a taste of all your Nolan favorites. Get an alligator pole boy, crawfish etouffee, or some of that Creole seasoned gumbo. Make sure you head down to Levon Temps Cafe and Catering at 2716 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, where you got friendly staff, excellent food, Mardi Gras theme, and of course, daiquiris and hurricanes on tap. Get the whole French Quarter experience at Levon Temps Cafe and Catering, 2716 Northeast MLK in Portland, Oregon. You can check out their full menu at Levon Temps Cafe Catering, Bon Appetit.com. Well, I mean, so that kind of that kind of brings me to some questions I would like oh, to ask okay. anyway. Let's ask them. Just in light of getting to know or for our audience to get to know us better. Because okay. you know, some of these things we know. Right. Um, definitely have some some Q and A's, some okay. questions. Let's do it. Let's do it. And and feel free to fire back at me. But my first question for you right. was where was your first kiss? Mm. And and did you feel like you knew what you were doing? How did that scenario go? Like, do you remember your first kiss, first of okay, all? Okay, so are we talking about like the first technical kiss or are we talking about like the first real intentional emotional kiss? That one. I okay. mean, because let's face it, we've all kind of given someone a smooch and it's been a heavy right. little, oh, well, I'll tag Well, I'll tell run. you both stories. So, okay. you know, we went on a Washington DC trip in eighth grade, right? And I was there for that. Yes, you were. I remember because <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this. So Nicole, no, so Nick B is very tall and she's curvy and she's always looked grown for her age. I was so jealous because when we were in DC, what? 
What? In the eighth grade. Now, listen, no, we fast, but not fast, because clearly she didn't lose her virginity until she was like in her 20s. But we was acting fast. And so we were trying to get phone numbers. We I remember were you... at the train station. I don't know. Yes. Were we in D.C.? Or were that was D.C. Was that was a Union Station, station it was. over by the Capitol. It mm -hmm. was. So we were there, and all these dudes, grown men, was hollering at Nick B. Like they because I look grown as AF. I'm telling you, she was like, <laughs> you was almost six. was like five nine, five ten. In eighth I, I'm grade. the same height today as I was then. I have not grown. So she had okay? a growth spurt in eighth grade and hasn't grown since. I, I did. I used to be. I used to be a center. I used to be a center in basketball. Okay. So okay? Did I. Today I would so be did a strong. I. Okay. And I'm following well, five. Like, uh, but that was like in fourth grade. So <laughs> oh, that was gonna say that was fourth grade. Okay. I used to be a center. And then after high school or after middle school, I was no longer a center. I, I slowly kind of kept coming down to the because <laughs> uh yeah, I'm 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 clearly like a wing power forward right now. That is great. Um but no, I'm I'm a whole five eight. And so yes, that is still okay. tall for it was girl. tall for eighth grade. So anyways it was even taller for eighth grade. There it was we go. very tall for eighth grade. So we're in the union station and she's getting like num like I don't know if you got any numbers that day, but she was getting approached and I'm looking like dang, I had a little now I had Shirley Temple curls. I don't know what I thought I was. I thought I was doing it big, <laughs> but she was walking around with her hair the way it is now, flowing and banging and just doing her thing. And I was like, "Dang, we can't even get no numbers." And I don't even know where I was. Oh, so eighth grade class trip. I'm gonna I'm bring it. Yes, back. I'm gonna bring it back. So yep. we were bring on the back. we were on the tour bus, the buses that were taking us around because we went to like D.C., Philly, we went to Virginia, all these places, right? Yeah. So while we were on the bus, we were doing a game of truth in there, and this 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 white boy, bless his heart, I'm not gonna say no names, but he will not let me live this down. He still to this <laughs> to this day would be like, I was your first kiss, I was your first kiss. <gasps> I got dared to kiss the boy, the white boy on the bus. <laughs> Okay. And oh it was gosh. one of those little lean across the aisles and it was like a mwah, kind of a kiss, right? That was it. That's all. Okay. That was the so that was your first peck. Technical first. Yeah, technical peck, right? All right. My first intentional kiss was the football player um from high school, mm -hmm. my mm -hmm. my first technical boyfriend um and had no idea what I was doing. We kissed at the park whatever. Um it was cute, you know. I think I think from that point I learned how to be a really great kisser. I must say, I you know whatever. Really, wait a minute. Do you, is he the blueprint for your kissing? I mean, you is know, that my pillow what? was? My pillow oh my was. I don't know I'm if done. he was a great kisser. I know that I was. Um, I want to <laughs> because say, your pillow taught you well. Is HBO, that what we're saying? Cinemax, you know them late nights. You know, Hilarious. I had a TV in my room when I was a kid. I was blessed. Um, so Skinamax and let me find out you're watching HBO. BET Uncut. I was every day. I ain't got no <laughs> panties on. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I was a BET Uncut uh, aficionado. Like I definitely was nice. all about that. Anyways, long story long, he was my first kiss. Um, and I I didn't know what I was doing. And in fact, I think I told him he was my first kiss. And then my homegirl was like, "Why'd you tell him that? Don't tell him. You ain't supposed to tell nobody it's your first. And I, I was like. I was just being honest and I'm a very honest person. I think I've carried that through my life that I will tell you oh whatever gosh. the hell I'm thinking and it is what it is. You take it or you don't. Yeah. Like it or whatever. But, right. So, okay. Now you go. What was your first kiss? So, okay. Both scenarios. Um, <laughs> so my first, my first like peck innocent kiss was, do you remember grand central bowling alley before it turned to the bougie grand central bowling alley? Yes. Yeah, so we have a bowling alley that is very bougie right now. You can, it's like a bar slash club slash it's got lights and yeah, it's special cosmic bowling kind of, so, it's real, it's like, it's, it's swanky. like, it's cute. It's a, like a little hipster yeah. place. Yes. But it wasn't it's super cute. Like that. But back in the day, it used to be a traditional hole in the wall gutter alley 
bowling alley type of situation where in fact my folks uh my parents they were both on uh bowling leagues there so i kind of grew up on these bowling lanes right and so after school every wednesday that's where i was and occasionally uh friends would be like hey we want to come to the bowling alley too moms would be like cool tell them to come on after school and i'll drop them off at home so moms is kind of this this one (laughs) this one particular wednesday uh some friends because it was more than just me and this guy who you definitely know this guy of course because portland is small y'all we know everybody yeah no but you know him well he's kind of like your brother he's kind of like that oh lord and so uh so i think someone dares us to kiss and so we end up going down to the game room and the game room was in the basement of the alley of the bowling alley and um you know they had cameras and we knew that they had cameras and so we positioned ourselves just off camera because you know we didn't want anybody to see us and that was yeah but you know like it was a one two three situation Uh and uh That was that was my first. I don't know if that was his, but it was it was innocent. <laughs> it was like kind of a I dare to go kiss Nicole kind of situation. Yeah, and yeah. so that that was that was the end of it. That's and great. I was like, I was totally nervous, by the way. I think my upper lip was sweating. I, I don't remember, but I was I definitely nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um now my first romantic intentional kiss was uh just and it was in high school. It was my freshman year of high school mm-hmm. and I will never forget it because I felt like I looked a hot mess so <laughs> I at the time was kind of seeing unofficially dating but yeah I guess he was technically my first boyfriend uh-huh. um short-lived because you know yes, it's high, high school, school. <laughs> right um and so I remember that he also played football and I was going to his homecoming. So mm. I was I was going to homecoming and it's not at my school. And was it at uh, my school? It was your school. It was your homecoming. The flannel it, is it was the, fr- the flannel. Yes. The y'all, flannel. Okay. I tell so y'all, no, I- <laughs> let me tell this because it's no, so no. hilarious. Cause <laughs> y'all know homecoming oh, man, is up. supposed to I didn't know. I'm just <laughs> a disclaimer. I didn't know that. I will tell you this. You know, oh, homecoming, God. winter formals, those dances were like formal dances. Well, not formal, but semi-formals. And we, you would get dressed up. Why Nick B came to our dance with a whole lumberjack <laughs> flannel on? Like, she was like, going to cut, uh, cut trees in and build log cabins after the event. Like, we was going to party at the cabin that she built in the woods behind the school. I don't know. But yes, go ahead with your Okay, activity. so she's not lying. And this is what happened with that outfit. Um... <laughs> It was my first homecoming because it was actually the homecoming. You guys had your homecoming before my uh-huh. school had theirs. Uh-huh. So I had never been to a homecoming, didn't know what to expect at all. And I didn't realize that it was a girls come in cute little short dresses. I mean, keep in mind, I'm a freshman and I just, I, I didn't know what I didn't know. I, mean, but the rest I just of knew that I wanted, on dresses, but... I don't know why, I don't know why, but I didn't. Blame your mom. And so I, I do blame my mom because I had a discussion with her and I'm like, Hey mom, um, you know, I want to go to homecoming and you know, my boyfriend's going to be there and he's playing football and and I just want to look effortlessly cute. I was like, I want to make, I want sure my my outfit matches, but I don't want it to look like I tried to make it match. So we went to the little mall so and found some stupid, <laughs> found some stupid corduroy pants. 
They were cream. <laughs> she was making then... fires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your thighs rubbed together with them corduroys. They were smooth in Not between the those legs. And a lumberjack. Oh my God. So get to the kiss. And this, but what, I'm getting there because this is part of that. Okay. I was hot. I was really hot. I can't. I swear. This is how this is how we ended up outside because I was hot. All right. <laughs> so, so I'm in my little corduroy pants with my. It was red and brown and I think some orange and cream flannel top. Right. And I had brown shoes. They were boots. All right. Oh, she was straight Portland. When I say that, and, is a oh, Portland God. outfit. And I'm just in this uh, homecoming dance and he's late because after their football game, you know, they go back to their right, locker rooms, right. they discuss the game, they get changed up and then they come to the school. Right. So I'm there early and I'm hot because the air conditioning was not penetrating through those layers of fabric and, uh, you know, sweating all the little makeup on that I had off and whoo child. Anyway, date comes and we try to dance, but I'm at this point, I'm done. I, I've danced enough. <laughs> it's a wrap for me. I need to be hydrated. So we end up going outside and we're standing by this outside pool area. And uh, he was just like, so can I kiss you? And I was like, okay. And I'm like wiping sweat off my forehead because it's hot and I'm still trying to cool myself down. But that was my very first kiss, and that's wow. why we were outside. Is because I was hot, that is and um, and yeah, we it was like my my first intentional. I know what I'm doing, but I didn't know what I was doing mm. because I felt like my mouth was everywhere, my tongue was doing like oh, this Jesus. way and then this way and then this I way can't. and then up down this way this way to the right. It was she's, stupid. She's it was just it was. I can't. I was. I didn't know what I was doing, but I okay. knew what I was doing was a first for me. Yeah. And so it, I'm mad that my first kiss was in a flannel, hey, but that's you know what it was. It, that is very Portland. I tell you that, but I do want to ask a question. So with, you, mentioned, yeah. you mentioned mom and all that stuff, right? So what were yeah. your examples of love growing up that has kind of changed or, you know, prescribed how you view love and relationships now? Yeah. I think that, you know, because I grew up uh, with a, single parent home mm -hmm. i didn't understand the purpose mm. of having a man in the house and not because there's not things that i don't need a man for but learning from my mom that you can do it yourself mm. you can get it yourself you can assemble it yourself um you can love yourself enough to where you don't feel a need for someone else to pour into you it's made it challenging in the sense that I'm like, all right, well, if you're not going to meet my expectations, why am I putting up with the potential that you will one day? Mm. You know, it's sort of like, bye. I, I kind of have a low tolerance mm. for, um, for allowing someone to get their stuff together because mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, either come to me when you have it or don't come at all. Right. Right. Now I know we've talked about this before privately, but as a single person who's been single for a long time and kind of saying what you said, like, does that mean mm -hmm. that you're so accustomed to doing things by yourself that it's hard for you to kind of lighten or lessen um, that level of expectation to allow someone to come in and date and be that person for you? Absolutely. You know, um, you know, everything that I have, I kind of worked for on mm -hmm. my own or with the help of just my mom. So 
um, I think about the last guy who I dated seriously and I would try to allow him room to, uh, to do things for me. But then when he would do them, I'd be like, well, F it. I'll just do it myself. Yo, you're tripping. I asked you to bring something in from out the car. It's been in the car for two, three days straight. I'll just get it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. And then you get mad. So it's just, you know, it, it can definitely be a struggle. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that I have to consciously be aware of and figure out mm-hmm. how to navigate allowing other people to do for me or yeah. want to do um, without just sort of rushing them out the door. Right. So it's weird, too, because like we have kind of a similar growing up situation. Like I was also a single yeah. parent growing up. But my mom, yeah. she, my mom was independent as far as working and making her own money and doing all those things. But she was mm-hmm. very much like kind of a player, player from the Himalayas. Like it was like you had a dude that did everything and not to put her out there like that. She was out there, you know, doing whatever she was doing. But she had a lot of guy friends, mm-hmm. like kind of like how you said, you mm-hmm. had a lot of guy friends. Like she has a lot of guy friends. She was the homie. Like she's always been the homie to a lot of people. Um, and mm-hmm. so she had a lot of friends, le- legit friends, maybe some friends with benefits. I don't, you know, I don't know. I was growing up. But, um, <laughs> but there was always a gentleman that was able to do something. And so, but for me, it kind of, was the opposite for me. Like I felt like that was not what I wanted. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like I didn't want to be the person that had to, de- to depend on multiple people. I wanted to have a steady person in the home. And I think I also mm-hmm. kind of liked the idea of having a family, which is what mm-hmm. I did not have. And so I kind of went the direction of, I saw what was, and it wasn't bad. It was the best that, you know, our parents had with what they had and what they knew. And yeah, I, but I wanted the opposite. I wanted to have something firm, steady, consistent in the home that I would could count on that one person for. And I think that's mm-hmm. why I went the way that I went with my life. Um, mm-hmm. Oddly, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if it worked out or not, but you know, it's, it's interesting how, you know, you took the path of I, my son, my mom being independent and I'm too also independent. And I want to be that same independent person with somebody mm-hmm. but yeah. how I took but my mom did it was like she's independent in a certain aspect but she had other people and I'm like no I don't want that I want something different right and so I just it's- yeah I would definitely say I wanted something different I think uh-huh. I still do yeah. want something different um but I I know that probably just my independence my confidence my mm-hmm. willing to get things done on my own probably held me back from right letting someone else know that I needed them. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So ideally you would probably need like a very strong personality person to be like, no, I like kind of put you in your place, not in a negative toxic way, put you in your place, but kind of put you mm-hmm. in place like, Hey, no, you sit down. I got this. Like, so that actually doesn't work well with me. Really? The, the sit down. I got this approach. No, I'm more less talk, more show. So mm. don't tell me, sit down, I got this. Just, Just go do it. Gotcha. Like, so, yeah, like, let's not talk about what you're going to do. Do what you're going to do. Mm. I got to be able yeah, to see so I, I respond, that I, I respond more. Mm-hmm, I respond gotcha. to that much more over a conversation of mm-hmm. intention. I need to see results. Gotcha. Rather than, yeah. Right. And we'll talk about this later. We have a show later in the season about polyamory and about having multiple people and how that benefits certain relationships, but also mm-hmm. the stigmas and the myths that come around that. And a lot of it for... Some people is I don't trust a person to take care of me the way that I need to. So I have to have multiple people 
or vice mm-hmm. versa. Like, I don't trust that you can take care of multiple people, so I'm not doing that. So that's an interesting right. approach to things, and we'll talk about that later in the season along with many <laughs> other things that we're going to talk about. But you got more questions? What you got? I do. So another uh, thing I was wondering about now, I don't know, maybe you have an example of this, and I'm just not aware okay. because you've had more long-term relationships, but and have you ever cheated? <laughs> But have you ever cheated in a relationship? And if so, what is the extent of cheating for you? Is it just, is it only a physical? Mm. Um, Can cheating be emotional? Mm. I mean, what? So I think there are levels to cheating. And so on a minimal level, I would say I probably have emotionally cheated. Mm. I think, um, and I think that's as detrimental as physically cheating and especially and and there's a difference between men and women when they cheat um but I think for me it was I wasn't getting the affection the attention that I needed at home um we were constantly and this is what led to our divorce ultimately just over the years is we were just on different paths and different wavelengths of how we communicate and what our needs for Mm -hmm. communication and what our needs for affection were totally different views on all of that which I think as a young person, I wish I would have known to have the discussion of expectations prior to getting into a relationship because I would have let that be known. But with that being said, I think that I pursued friendships with people who filled the void that I was missing in the attention piece and the conversation pieces and the, um, just, yeah, really just the attention. I think that most people cheat based on attention, but for me, it was emotional. I didn't do, I didn't go any further than that, but it was emotional and I, I hit it. You know, so those are. So you're saying that at the time your husband did not know of these emotional relationships you were having outside of your marriage. I think he knew of the friendships, but not of. So here's the thing. So I won't say that I intentionally went out and was like, I'm going to have this emotional relationship with somebody. It was a friendship with people that I sought out or that I pursued this friendship and the communications with this person beyond what would have been a normal friendship. And it was because we communicated so much, I felt like I had to hide pieces of it. So the Mm. pieces that I hid made it feel like it was emotional cheating, even though he was aware of the people, he was aware of the friendships. Um, And he didn't know the extent of the, he didn't know how much I needed those friendships in those moments. And I think that's for me, that felt like cheating because if I have to hide any piece of anything, then you shouldn't, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be doing it. So to me, it was wrong, and it was those those pieces of it. I didn't go further with things. Um, mm-hmm. And really, honestly, they weren't even, like, sexual conversations. It was just I needed that person in my life to fill a void. And mm-hmm. because I felt like I needed that person, I felt like I had to hide why I had that friendship. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, no, that, it does. For me, that's what it was. But, um, but, yes, it's hard for me to answer that question because I've only been in the one long-term relationship. I've, like, literally my entire right. life. So, um, Well, I mean, emotional cheating is is a real thing. I know yeah. that a lot of uh, friends that I have talk about that in their relationship. They're like, oh, well, mm-hmm. no, he didn't actually physically cheat on me. Mm-hmm. But I feel that he is more emotionally or mentally vested in someone else right now. And it doesn't make me feel good. And, I think for and women, so then we talk about that. Yeah, I think for women, emotional cheating is a lot deeper than sexual cheating. Because women mm-hmm. need those connections. Women need mm-hmm. to feel desired, feel wanted, to feel um, just... Uh, the, the presence of their person and when their person is giving that level of attention to somebody else it, mm-hmm. it it cuts a little bit deeper than just a wham bam thank you man because you know those are physical and it's really it, the 
the sexual cheating, not that it's excusable, is it's kind of a quick and physical thing that does not tie you to a heartstring. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. when you share your heart or your spirit with somebody, that feels mm-hmm. deeper. And usually for women, it feels different than sexual cheating, which is why a lot of women yeah. are probably more so emotionally cheat than they do sexually cheat. And more men mm. sexually cheat than they do emotionally because they're both on we're both definitely ends. gonna have to get a guy on here and ask about yes. that we i would definitely like to have uh some perspective yeah, from another angle on that on that topic and that's great because a lot of our topics that we're going to be talking about we're going to have guy girl perspectives <laughs> coming in so it's going to yes. be interesting um we're going to wrap things up real soon but i think you know nick b where can they find you on social media yeah i was actually just going to say uh with us hoping to talk with uh, some of you listeners guys and girls please feel free to reach out to us i can be found at a couple of uh, locations so on facebook you can actually find me under nicole la uh, as well as on my instagram mm-hmm. so both of those places nicole la and if, even if you go to our uh podcast page on facebook or instagram or what we got twitter do we have tiktok yes for under dirty roses podcast you can certainly reach out to me there and i'm quick to respond so please feel free either nicole la uh, is my handle or find me at dirty roses podcast i love it and i'm glad you said that too because we are going to be one of our episodes is going to be taking listener um questions and points of advice so you know, if y'all have some of the scenario that y'all want to share with us and you need some input, you know, go ahead and write mm-hmm. to us because we're going to share that on one of our episodes later on and hopefully carry it out, you know, throughout the season. So, but you can find me, Lee Larie, on all social media platforms, L-E-I-G-H-L-A-R-I-E, on all social media. You can find us at Dirty Roses Podcast on all social media platforms. And of course, make sure you follow. We post all kinds of crazy conversations. These conversations that we have today and that we're going to be having throughout the season are going to be carrying on through uh, social media. And we got some (laughs) wild friends, wild listeners, wild folks that are sharing some good stuff. So join the discussions. Um, Maybe your scenarios will make it onto the show one day. And we look forward to talking to y'all again next week. Absolutely. Yes. Episode one, season one, done. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye.